Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Fallais and we've been listening to the third and, as it turns out, final day of debate of this uh, budget meeting. Uh, well, it's not the final day of the meeting, but it's the final day that they're going to talk this week about it because they've decided to uh, adjourn the meeting rather than closing it and they're going to resume on the 22nd of November. So all of these decisions that they're in the middle of debating, including the refunding of the Les Osway, uh post-16 campus um, have been put on hold for uh, how many days is that? Uh, Just my quick maths, 13 days and we'll be back on Wednesday the 22nd of November. A bit of chaos at the end of the meeting there Matt. Well it's very unusual to adjourn for two weeks in the middle of a debate. You know meetings are sometimes adjourned so you might finish debate on an amendment and then adjourn all the rest of the business but um, but yeah that this was in the middle of really the key debate at this budget meeting. I found, I found it slightly odd, just since, sorry to interrupt, but the bailiff offered members the opportunity to stay late and finish this particular de- uh, amendment debate about the refunding of Lazo's way. Um, and they reasonably narrowly uh, turned that down. Then there was a lot of discussion about um, what when they might resume. I think most members were thinking they would prefer to come back tomorrow. When it became apparent that that was going to be really difficult and awkward and, and not ideal at all, it was eventually decided, yes, we'll come back on the 22nd. Then Deputy Gabriel uh, tried again with that, well, now that we know all that, can we stay late? And the bailiff said no we've already decided and uh, that surprised me a little bit Uh, this state doesn't like sitting late you know the the days of of still sitting at gone seven o'clock seem to be over also you know calculations about the outcome of votes start to play on members minds i mean this evening if there had been if if there had been a vote with all with all the members present who who we were seeing in the chamber which i think was 38 or 39 uh, at you know half five, um, the amendments to refund education's program I think would have lost, probably by a single vote. But there were members who who had to leave um, because they've got caring responsibilities for family members, um, and so that could you know that their departure could have swung the outcome and then we should point out this isn't just guesswork you, you well it's partly guesswork but you have had conversations with some deputies who were wavering and who eventually gave either yourself or um john here from the the bbc um some indication of which way they were planning to go so that's that's why, that's why we feel able to give these numbers out even if they're not um hard and fast yeah so um there i i, I think they would have they would have lost by one vote now adjourning for two weeks you know a lot can happen in two weeks um you can have uh, you know there will be lots of conversations going on because all the lots of members will have been doing running their own numbers to see what the outcome will be so it's uh, it, it is, it's unusual to adjourn in the middle of a debate like this um there is now uh, you know further uncertainty about whether this the the, the project will be refunded the vote is going to be absolutely on a knife edge in two weeks and i think there were 10 or 12 members who stood up to indicate they still wanted to speak didn't they mm. so there may not be a very quick eight, actually, yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's still a fair few and and then the the uh, the three speeches to sum up debate so there may very well not be a quick decision made when they reconvene on the 22nd of course the 22nd was the meeting 
uh, earmarked for the motion of no confidence debate in the Policy and Resources Committee. Uh, so there is now a bit of a backlog of business. Because that meeting is also the government work plan. I've just been speaking to Deputies Hellier and Dudley Owen, and I, put, I put, did put that to uh, Deputy, Hel uh, Deputy Hellier, that, you know, you can't get through this lockdown now, surely. And, uh, well, he just said, well, we'll, we'll do what we can. Um, I did uh, overhear, uh, I won't name them, it would be unfair, but I did overhear one uh, deputy sidling up to uh, Deputy Dudley Owen and saying, this is good news, but, you know, because, and I, th I, I took that to mean um, that uh, they will have an opportunity between now and when they resume to restate their case, mm -hmm. do a bit more persuasion, mm -hmm. perhaps come up with some new ideas. But it occurred to me that it might also give Deputy Aidan Matthews, who narrowly failed a couple of weeks ago with his move to keep the TGI um, a new build at uh, Les Oswey, but keep the sixth form at Les Varons, another opportunity to bring that uh, idea back again and see if that flies. Yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, so, it's, so we if, could be revisiting all this stuff again, couldn't we? If, if, if I was in the education camp, I would be quite happy with the adjournment. If I was in the camp of not wanting the, the project refunded, I would have been quite disappointed with the adjournment. Now, you know, how things will sit in two weeks' time, we don't know. But that, that's where it is at the moment. You know, we're in the middle of debate. The, the, the outcome is on a knife edge. It's, it's be a very, very difficult to call. And it's worth pointing out that everything we've discussed so far this week has really been um, altering the list of uh, uh, proposals that will be ultimately voted upon at the end of this meeting, which, as we say, is now held over. Um, and so, for example, what we were listening to this morning, all about the first registration of uh, vehicles that come over and how there should be new higher bands of fees for particularly high-emitting um, vehicles, which was approved, um, that's going to have to be uh, voted upon. It was always going to have to be voted upon at the end. But the fact that it's going to be much delayed before they have that final vote could, again, allow quite a lot of time for those who were opposed, for example, PNR that largely were opposed uh, to it, uh, to restate their case, a bit more persuasion again, perhaps an alternative amendment that tinkers with it. I mean, we're, we're, they're, in a way, making more work for themselves, but everything's back up in the air. It's almost as if we needn't have been here <laughs> these last three days. Yeah, I mean, that, that debate was very interesting. Um, not only because it was uh, a, a, an unusual case of uh, the senior committee losing a budget amendment, um, and, and quite significant because uh, it, the, the money raised from the additional first registration duty on the most polluting cars will be used to help keep bus fares down next year. Some of it, we should say. Some of it, a little bit. Um, but more than that, if you think about the, the kind of long-term picture here, um, the only things that the states have agreed in terms of potential uh, future tax rises in, in, in their, you know, uh, flagship tax debate three weeks ago were £10 million of savings, which PNR itself now says it's unlikely to make, or certainly not all the £10 million, um, at £15 million from uh, companies and £10 million from motoring taxes. Now, the amendment that we're talking about now on first registration duty was to raise, what was it, £340,000 a year additional motoring taxes. And that caused a lot of angst for some states' members. And yet there is this vague idea that £10 million a year will be raised from additional motoring taxes. You say vague, vague idea, but one that seems to be relied upon by people yeah. who are saying, well, well, we'll have that money coming in, so we can therefore do so, this. So that that's it. So there are already proposals to spend that money, even though uh, it, it isn't being brought in yet. And it shows you how uncertain it is and, and, and how controversial it is 
when an amendment to raise, what is that, about 3% of the motor, the additional motoring taxes that are earmarked, you know, caused so many members so much concern. So the, you know, the, the fiscal challenge, the financial challenges continue. Um, and that will be the theme of, of the debate when we resume in two weeks. And it will be the theme of debate in this chamber for several uh, meetings, I would think, because, as we say, the, the conclusion of the budget, the motion of no confidence, the um, resumption of consideration of the government work plan, um, it is no way that's going to get, well, uh, you know, I shouldn't say, perhaps if people learn some brevity, we might find uh, that it does work. Uh, Deputy Hellier did say to me that uh, he thought that, you know, if people could just be a bit quick with their speeches, they might get through the business. And I think he's got a point. Um, but, you know, to get all that done in the next uh, two weeks, Meetings, it seems extremely unlikely given what's gone before. And they are revisiting these same uh, issues over and over again. Uh, one or two deputies uh, earlier on, on the first day of this debate, actually, uh, used the phrase putting the cart before the horse. And I think we've reached a stage with this particular state's term where there are um, parties within that, or you know, not, not actual parties, but groupings within that state's chamber who are at the point now where they do not agree which is the horse and which is the cars and it's it's an impasse it's been described as an impasse and um it, it's just it's grinding to a halt isn't it have you ever known a states to to have become this ineffectual in actually making decisions because i can't i can't recall it I, I, i've certainly been here before with meetings not concluding but for this kind of a logjam, this kind of conceptual logjam uh, of where to go with all the high priorities melding into these three different forms of the funding investment plan, the budget and the government work plan, it, it seems messier than I can recall. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this states has, has made, made more controversial decisions you know, in the sense that all states do some things that are controversial and unpopul unpopular. And I don't I don't think they are. This states is no different in that respect. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the kind of flow of business, I, I think I, basically what happened is, is, is not enough was done in the first two years of, of this term. Um, and so these very, very major decisions on, on you know, uh, budgetary and long-term funding d decisions have all come to the States very late in the term. Um, I mean, th that may have been a, a real factor behind the defeat of the, the proposal for GST, you know, the concern that it had been left so long that even if the states had voted in favour of it, it couldn't be introduced until after the next election. So, I guess the counter view might be that, um, you know, we did make decisions. We did decide to go ahead and build Lazo's way. And, um, and, and then, then because the crucial decision was balked at, uh, which was the GST. Uh, that's why it's all unravelling. Yeah, so some decisions were, were made in, in the early days of this term, but basically the, the financial, the direction of public finances was left for, you know, a, a, well into the second half of the term. And I think the, that was always going to put the states under, under a lot of pressure, particularly now where, you know, there, there are more challenges in funding. You know, long gone are the days where company tax was pouring in. And, uh, you know, it's more than 20 years ago now. But, the, you know, the states had more money than they, they knew what to do with. You know, the, those days are over. There is clearly a, a, a deficit, a hole in public finances. One can argue over the size of it. But that means that the state's financial decisions are much more difficult, much more sensitive. And I think that to leave this long-term financial plan until well into the second half of the states 
was probably you know a strategic error um and is is now giving the appearance of 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 uh you know chaos and a more ineffectual assembly which may n- may be more of an appearance than than reality but um but it is something the states are, are in perception terms are certainly struggling with yeah. well when you get to the position where the chief minister is uh, uh giving as grounds for optimism that the next states are bound to find solutions of some kind or another to uh service the debt that we're planning to rack up um then uh, i think you've uh, reached a position that is uh, somewhat precarious but we can bounce back here in uh later on this month with uh, an air of optimism i'm sure uh that they will indeed um get on with things and, and make things happen or make some decisions um, but uh, I'm afraid that's all we can bring you, really. For now, we can't uh, uh, give you any sort of firm decisions. Nothing has actually been decided uh, f- on, on a final basis this week. Um, but we shall be back here on the 22nd of November uh, and to uh, bring you uh, what transpires then. But for now, bye-bye. Good night. Bye.